What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 2.23 a.m. in Tomorrowland, and you're listening to Night Call. Night Call, a podcast for your strange days and lonely nights. I'm Molly Lambert, and with me today in Los Angeles is Tess Lynch and Ellie Ward. Woohoo! <laughs> and joining us from New York, as always, Emily Yoshida. I'm back, baby. Back, back from <laughs> France. Uh, from the France. From the France. Our guest today, very special guest, we're very excited about, is Allie Ward. A daytime Emmy award-winning correspondent for Innovation Nation with Mo Rocca and the host of the Ologies podcast, which is one of the top 20 science podcasts in the world. And it's amazing. It you have amazing. to listen to Ologies. Every episode is an interview with an ologist of some kind. Um, so it covers a lot of different topics and it's really cool. And Allie's awesome. We've known her for a long time. We're really excited to have her on the podcast today. Currently blushing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we are going to start out just uh, welcoming Emily back from Cannes. Bonjour et bonsoir, I guess I should say, for for the night callers out there. Emily, Uh, how jet-lagged are you? 
Oh, I'm I'm actually fine right now. Knock on wood. Last last year, I I was jet lagged in a way I've never been in my life that lasted for about an hour or not an hour, <laughs> a week, uh, and I felt like I was underwater the entire time. Maybe last time it was an hour, but it felt like a week because yeah, were, that's actually a, the totally possible in my recollection <laughs> of it. Well, Richard Lawson was also coming back from Cannes, and he was doing some really good tweets about jet lag that were like, "The best way to get through jet lag is to renounce the idea yes. of time." <laughs> yep, that's very true. No, I spent a lot of time with with uh, Richard and and Cannes. Cannes is uh, this is the third time I went, and it's kind of like a weird summer camp with more ball gowns and. You kind of have to have those people that you hold on to as your pillars of sanity. And Richard was definitely one of those people for me there. So I'm I'm grateful to him as always. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a very strange year. I did see some movies. I saw <laughs> I saw not quite as many as I think I usually do. It's it was sort of an odd year. Um, at least in terms of American coverage of f- films, because there were fewer things that I think like a lot of American audiences care about, which is whatever, blah. I still saw some like good movies, but ones that are hard to like <laughs> tell people about because it's just like, I don't know. I just know. read a description of the Gaspar Noe movie and I was like, that's a movie? Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys, the Gaspar Noe movie was the best movie it can, and I am so excited for you to see it. Well, the um, description was like, a bunch of people get together, drink sangria, and go insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's basically that it. Uh, it's, but it's really incredible. I mean, this is, if, if, if I'm going to talk about one movie on Night Call, it's going to be this movie because it feels appropriate for us. It's like one of the only things I came out of and immediately was like on Twitter trying to hype up because I was so excited about it. Um, he cast this, I think it had to be almost 30 dancers um, that are sort of this ensemble and they're led by Sophia Butella of uh, what Kingsman she was the mummy she's the new mummy in the terrible new mummy movie that nobody what? saw she's, wait she's, she's awesome the mummy? yeah it's a lady mummy oh I didn't yeah. know that. yeah she has face tats what yeah. she's hot as hell yeah I would see both no. words and I was like I don't want to see the movie but I like her hair <laughs> no, she is awesome no. in it okay. the movie is garbage but she's amazing in it okay. uh, but climax it's just like it kind of it's I also thought after I saw it, it's sort of like a mother for me because it involves like dance sequences and uh, psychotic freakouts and and LSD and stuff. And it very much is in that kind of thing of like a a thing that seems sort of normal at first quickly turns into chaos and like (laughs) children are at risk and stuff like that. Well, Uh, I I think I told you and Tess uh, privately, but I want to debut this fact on the podcast because it's amazing. Uh, I interviewed Hiro Murai, the director of uh, This Is America, the video for The New York Times. And he said that one of the main things that that inspired the This Is America video was the end of Mother. So amazing. Mother Hive. Allie, did you see Mother? Y'all, I haven't seen Mummy. I haven't seen Mother. I haven't seen anything else from the maternal. I need to like break a femur or a collarbone in a skiing accident yeah. and just load up, you know? Toy, toy. Do you want us to misery you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. I'd like you to break at least one of my ankles and just let me chill out. Misery, you are in the but podcast just... dummy garage. Yeah, as long as it's consensual. This would be a great place to misery somebody. It would. <laughs> I like maybe the idea of not misery. the first time. 
miserying somebody just to make them watch the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. That feels like <laughs> so sadistic. Like there's also a really plausible like misery podcaster scenario where somebody's like the Kathy Bates who like finds Mark Marin and <laughs> chains him to the bed, makes him do a podcast. Just talk to me till I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. play, play Misty for me. I feel like I mentioned play misty for me on this podcast a lot because that's what all podcasting makes it's really about. hard to not think of play misty for me when you're talking into a microphone <laughs> being like your strange you days and lonely nights yeah. guys one thing that happened while emily was in can that we texted about she texted us about it from can because it was oh, it was an emergency was situation an emergency was the met ball debut of elon musk and grimes oh my. i can't believe you guys didn't talk about this when when we were off we or when I was for off. You. We're considerate friends. Yeah. We I were mean, like, I really appreciate that because I feel like so much that I need to process. They're still dating, you know? Are, are you sure? Lot. Have you checked today? Yeah, she's changed. The, there was another story about yeah, she's changing her name to a lower class C. I bet Allie has feelings about this as a person who cares about science <laughs> and also probably hates Elon Musk. <laughs> well, here's the thing. She, so her name is Claire, but she changed her her first name because she's like, I've never felt like a Claire. Ever since I was born, I just didn't feel like a Claire. And it's like anyone with the name Claire, I immediately assume you were born rich. Like yes. you have a trust fund. Your name yeah. is Claire. You have a trust fund. And Oliver being the male equivalent sure. of Claire. Yes. Yeah. Or Charles. Hunter. 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 You're right. Hunter. My friend got me into the reality show uh, Made in Chelsea, which is the British equivalent oh of The Hills. Yeah. And it's, it's like TV Xanax. Yeah. It's so Xanaxy because everyone has British vocal fry and they're all <laughs> so boring and posh. But literally the name, the main girl's name is Kagi. No. Kagi Dunlop. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> The name of the LC. Um, and she's very charming. She's just like LC. She's like the down to earth rich girl. <laughs> um, but I feel like if your name is is Claire, she's like, I gotta get away from this. Let's yeah. let's go full tilt the opposite way. Let's call myself Grimes. And then I think she just decided to change her first name to the lowercase C italicized, which is the um which is like the Some Roman yeah, the word for light, which I saw a friend of mine who's an astrophysicist tweeted, like, is this something cute? Because um, Elon Musk is like MC, so MC, M, e, you know, equals MC What square. if they get oh, married, no. you guys? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But there was yeah. also, there was that meme going around that was like, this is what every kinky poly couple looking for a third looks yeah, absolutely. like. Absolutely. it was like, <laughs> totally true. They're totally into the the choker, the like... The, the collaring it's all like it's so gross I want none of yeah. it they're like yeah. they just don't let him keep pouring you glasses of wine at a dinner party he's just disgusting and he's like a terrible person is the real issue but don't sugarcoat it how do you really feel yeah. how do I really feel I feel like I'm like if she has any friends who are smart like I want them to just like slipper the stuff about the like union stuff because that's what makes him so mm -hmm. bad is that he's like anti-union all but, these people I mean, die in the factories and people die in the self-driving cars and he doesn't want to release the numbers or the safety statistics part of the hell world that we live in is it's like anyone you ever wrote like a positive like music review about has right. like come back to haunt you right. as, a, as a ghost <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't 
I can't listen to music about Elon Musk. No, just, oh, like, no, that's like Darcy had that tweet that was just like, I am so mad. I just realized I'm gonna have to listen to love songs. No, about you Elon don't Musk. have to listen to it. I no, mean, you it's don't. funny when that happens. Like, uh, friend of the pod, Alex Papadimus has said that the funniest thing about like Joanna Newsom songs is remembering that they're about Andy Samberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, some it's of like, them are about Bill Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I so I, I actually Elon and Grimes worked their way into a, rev- a review of mine at, at Cannes because there's a movie that's really good that has like I think other people are way more like hyperbolically in love with this movie than I am. But this Korean movie called Burning is based on a Murakami short story. But um, there's sort of this idea in it that's like played to really creepy effect of just this rich guy kind of like vampiring the youthful, creative, like desperate energy off of this kind of younger, um, in her case, like really poor girl and just like being amused by her striving and wanting to be like communicate something and be different and just sort of like watching her and like oh, sucking and up all that youth energy. You think about Elon Musk. Totally. <laughs> I, I was like, this is the most recent yeah. example of this, even though I don't, wow. I don't, I don't think that she is like, you know, hurting in any way financially. No, but also, like, she's not that young. She's, like, almost 30, I think, at right. this point. It's not, like, quite... I mean, he's he's older than I thought, I think, too. How old is he? He's, like, 46 or something. Okay. Uh, I feel bad, though. What if she was What if she was born just into, like, a lower-middle-class family that just, like... She, spoiler alert, she wasn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I had a friend that went to the Ren Fair this weekend, and this is the first time he's been sober ever. And so he's like, it's real different when you're sober. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> usually just like blind drunk when he goes. And I, I was like, "Are you having fun?" And he's like, "It's very community theater." And he's like, "Everyone here looks like Elon Musk and Grimes." <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, oh all, it's all true. And I'm yeah, not against nerdy Ren Fair couples. I love sure. them in the context of the Ren Fair. But something about this, which is like techno fascist Ren Fair, yeah. that's the yeah. problem. Ew, no thanks. Oh god. Uh, so, you know, she's going to find his, like, basement full of dead wives, like, any moment. They're all going to be robots, though. So it's yeah. Where's the crime? 100% a robot I mean, I, I just wonder if, if Amber Heard has reached out yet and if they've compared any notes. Um, Look, you know I hope this is all part of an Ocean's 8 where it's, like, <laughs> actually Ooh, just a bunch I of I like that idea. Everybody, like, goes... Elon Musk. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. I was They're heisting Amber Heard. I was like, I hoped Amber Heard is, like, heisting him for her girlfriend and, you know, do what you have to do to divest. Guys, yeah. speaking of goths. Oof. We got a request to talk about the goths of Disneyland. And what better subject for a night call than talking about the goths of Disneyland, combining all of our interests. The timely peg is that Disneyland is screwing over the goths of Disneyland. Because no. um, they don't care about them. And they don't care about fans of Disneyland, obviously. And they just want to make all the Marvel stuff in the park and force, it all, force out all the real people. To which my feeling is like... Build a separate park, build a Marvel park, don't turn Disneyland into just the all Marvel and Star Wars park because I personally don't care about yeah. that. Molly, so. it's still Disneyland. Like they still have to pay <laughs> to get into it. It's not like a it's not it's like not a, a neighborhood. It's not a neighborhood <laughs> utopia. Uh, no. No, but you know, it's like the things I find charming about it are like the fandoms and stuff like that. Sure, and the goth yeah. fandom for Disneyland has always been like by far the best Disneyland fandom. Yes. 
Holly, have you ever and been why would to that Bats be Alley? Yeah, <laughs> I've never been to Bats Day, but I did. I did grow up goth. I started dyeing my hair black at like twelve, and my I have very curly hair. And my sisters would sing, share songs to me to taunt me, and I was like, no. I was like, <laughs> the every time I hear like if I could turn back time yeah. in like a store or something, I just start getting flashbacks to oh that hair. Um, I was just gonna mention share because I was gonna mention Moonstruck in the context yes. of Elon yep. Musk and Grimes because there's that part where it's like, why do men chase young women? Oh. Because they're afraid of death. Yes, pretty uh, much. and that's what I think is going on with Elon Musk and Grimes. I do oh. think he is vampiring on her for her like her her non non Elon Muskiness. Ugh, I bet they do dumb drinking blood stuff. I bet they do dumb <laughs> Bohemian Grove like orgies with the rich and powerful. Boring orgies. Orgies. Oh, orgies. orgies. <laughs> um, Allie, why were you so goth? I grew up up in this town that was wealthier than we were, but had good schools. And so there were people like, like Hildegard in my high school. And I transferred there in like sixth grade. Someone's like, you've never been to a Benetton store. You don't have anything Benetton. I was like, no. And so I think I just was like, well, fuck, I'm not going to, I'm not going to assimilate that way. So I'm just going to go head the other direction. So I was like, all right, I only wear old military things I get from just from thrift stores. Before you know it, it's a slippery slope. You're wearing black eyeliner as lipstick, you guys. How long? How long was this period of your life? Probably like 13 to like 22, maybe. Whoa, commitment. I I know. I moved to LA and was like, oh, I guess it doesn't work here. It's just too hot. LA is the best place to be a goth. I didn't know that. I didn't find my people yet. I I (laughs) used to, I remember I drove down to like go to Helter Skelter a couple times when I was like in college, but. I never went to a bat day, but it always, I found it very endearing that so many goths would congregate in the daylight. Cause that is not what you, of course that's not what you <laughs> So not goth. So many parasols. Yeah. I love that picture of the cure at the beach. Oh I've never yeah. seen it. It's so funny. They're the cure, but they're at the beach and they look so uncomfortable. I think you just oh, got I know that picture. It's so amazing. Yeah. 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 And that to me is like the so-called SoCal goth. Cause I'll go. I think there is a thing where people go in this like beach goth direction where you're like, I'm going to wear all the clothes because <laughs> who expects that in a hundred degree weather? Least of all you wearing all the clothes. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's hard to be goth here because it's like, what do you do? Like no. the black tank top? You just like... go pastel goth. I mean, my real, the real reason I could never be a goth, because I tried. I tried in seventh grade. I was like, I'm really? going to be goth. But I like, I don't like wearing black. And every time I wear black, I'm like, this is, I always feel like I'm going to have to go to a choral performance. Yeah. yeah, there's some of that. I mean, I was like a closet goth, kind of in a very literal sense. Like I had a closet that had a bunch of goth stuff in it that was no oh. by no means my daily wardrobe <laughs> but every goth, once but I had a goth closet <laughs> I did have a goth closet I had like knee-high lace-up boots that were like pointy and had like a heel that I couldn't walk in I had all these like black petticoats and like uh like anything that my grandma had that I uh I could take like or inherited from her that was black I would take so all this sort of like decrepit lacy shit and every once in a while I would have a goth day which was always a a great uh a source of self-expression I think I wanted to be able to commit more to being a goth but I also wanted to like 
do other things too. So. But goths <laughs> hate Halloween just because there are a lot of people who are like, look, I'm goth today. And you're like, this yeah. looks my every day. <laughs> and there's always like a, I remember I was in college, my first year of college, and I, can't, I walked into my dorm room and my not goth roommate was wearing all of my clothes and she's like, for Halloween, I'm you, but sexy. And I was like, <gasps> you bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> it was very, it's rude. Yeah. I, she ended up not being a great roommate, but um, uh, shocker. <laughs> I know. What an asshole! But sexy, like get I out know, of here. I know. I was like, ouch. Well, I was a virgin, <laughs> and I did play Magic the Gathering a lot, so she had a point. I was no, whatever. No way. Mm, I wore a lot Nobody of. Nobody got laid more in college than the people who played Magic the Gathering, at least at our college. That's true. The Larpers had like the biggest sex scene they were all every like, weekend too it was like you have no plans but the know, larpers do exactly, <laughs> you have plans you're not invited that's exactly what elon musk well larping is like the LARPing. most uninhibited thing you can do in public yeah. in a group i feel like it's, it's a also, really good precursor to sex it's also so. the thing where poly people sometimes are just like talking really loudly about all the stuff they do and you're like oh this is gross to hear about because i don't <laughs> want to really think about you guys all fucking like sorry <laughs> sorry it's fine that you do it but <laughs> I do feel, though, like, but with Bats Day, I feel very proud of them that they didn't organize that around Halloween. Like, Halloween is for amateurs. We're doing this in the spring. And also, it's it was toward June, right? Which is, like, June gloom happens. Right. But they stopped organizing it, right? No, what happened was they don't have the money to keep the, like, the stuff, the bonus stuff going. They still have it, basically, where it's, like, the the day. But they did this whole, like fair around it where people could sell all their like oh haunted mansion art and stuff and cool. kitschy uh disneyland goth stuff so sad they're gonna have to do knott's berry farm you know i actually, mean knott's berry farm, i was gonna say that's be way fair. better for goth knott's day. berry farm is the gothest place on earth it's so goth. <laughs> it's actually awesome and i interviewed elvira there and i went and <gasps> saw elvira there and i've elvira, seen that show too is amazing and she's like the <laughs> ultimate like SoCal goth and then when I interviewed her like she was like I used to have a really goth house that was all like spider stuff everywhere and like just you know dark and gloomy she's like and now I have like a beautiful airy like California home with like little devils everywhere and I was like oh California goth and she was like yes exactly like that's so maybe they need to do goth scary farm or something or goth's fairy farm Halloween Horror Nights is amazing. Yeah, it is. Oh, I've never, I haven't. <laughs> okay. I had never been and I thought I was too scared to go. Yeah. And then I went and it was so fun. I didn't even do any of the mazes. I just walked through the scare zones. Oh. Which is like, they just pump horror fog at you. <laughs> and people come up behind you and go like, bleh. Um, and it was really fun. Actually. I can appreciate it even though it's like really not my pleasure center to be touched by people <laughs> who I don't know. <laughs> they don't touch you. That's that's always They can't the, touch you. But they get so close. They get so close, but they're so into it. It is really community yeah. theatery. Uh yeah. Uh, I don't know. I went to uh, the Haunted Hayride last year and this scary clown with a chainsaw came yeah. up and got right in my face and the and number one, he looked like Zach Galifianakis, which was adorable. I was like, I'm not scared of you. You yeah. look amazing. And he had such fresh breath that it ruined it and I was like you smell so minty like you need to smell like lentils and coffee to be like really scared but you don't lentils. smell like death you know yeah so I was like 
I heard it was oh, scary though. I, I heard scary. that that one, I almost took my five-year-old and then was like, no, what am I doing? He's afraid of Coraline. Like, I'm not going to show him <laughs> this. Coraline is so scary. It's pretty scary the actually. The button eyes? Yeah, the button eyes are scary. Come There's. On. It also is like a scary concept. I mean, um, Coraline is frightening. This week, Night Call has partnered with the Starkey Hearing Foundation. The Starkey Hearing Foundation is a human services charity rated four out of four stars by Charity Navigator. The organization provides hearing aids and hearing-related health care to the people who need them in poor communities around the world. This month, Starkey Hearing Foundation and Audio Boom are launching the Listen In campaign, and they're asking us here at Night Call and our listeners to help them reach their $25,000 fundraising goal. Funds raised from the Listen In campaign will support the next round of global outreach. You can help the Starkey Hearing Foundation reach their $25,000 goal by donating to the Listen In campaign today. To give the gift of hearing, go to listenincampaign.org. That's listenincampaign, all one word, dot org. Go to listenincampaign.org to give the gift of hearing today. Tess, were you ever goth? I was very briefly goth in, oh. I think, seventh grade. And I, but I was, it was just aesthetically goth. So I dyed my hair black in um, my bedroom, like the bathroom that was attached to it. So my parents couldn't find out. And then they saw the next, obviously they found out. <laughs> the next day, and they were like, yikes. And I would like slick back my black hair and I had like almost no eyebrows. Yeah, I was just good. putting it out front because they made, at my school, they made us, it was like compulsory um, team sports and long days and, just not my vibe at all. So I think I was just kind of advertising, like I'm not into any of this, Yeah, you know? Besides outfits, what was the most goth thing that y'all were into when in your goth phase? Like, I don't know if this counts as goth, but uh, Tess and I were witches and we had a coven. We had a coven. <gasps> yeah. We had a coven for like years. <laughs> oh, it was like all year. Okay, it felt like three, but it was one. <laughs> it was all year and then there were like some internal difficulties. Yeah, we did some spells. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. Oh, no. It all came out in the wash. Did yeah. Anything, like, was there like a monkey's paw thing where it came to hit you in the face later? I mean, I had to date. I was like, I need a boyfriend. Let's make it happen. And then I got a boyfriend and was like, not that one. No. Not no. that one. And then I had to break up with him. So that was the monkey's paw. I mean, I don't really like... We did a lot of like burning of incense, like ritual candles. It was like the craft had just come out and you're yeah. like a powerless yeah. teenage girl. And you're like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I need some power. <laughs> Give me totally. power. I'm trying to think now. I, I don't know if it counts, but I was really into Francesco Leo block books. Um, it sort of counts. It's like more goth fairy stuff. There was a comic that I used to read that was so stupid in retrospect, but I really loved it um, called Gloom Cookie that they sold at Hot Topic that I was really into. <laughs> um, I knew I remember it took place in New Orleans, but it was just like kind of this like goth soap opera and like the guys all dressed like fops and it was a brief interest of mine. Uh, I read like the Sandman and stuff like that. I read some goth yeah. comics for yeah. sure. Uh, Jake Hank's been talking about ska a lot. Oh yeah, and I, I like his I was... new ska Twitter account. Yeah, <laughs> I was also like, Can, maybe I'll be ska. No, you couldn't. Oh yeah. uh, no, <laughs> it's really hard to stick with the ska. Mm, yeah, it's, it's a, a limited realm. Yeah, like you know, what are your you activities? What are the gath? What what's the gathering of the juggalos for ska ska fans? Like what uh, are they? Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> 
Probably also not Berry Farm again. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like still alive. Um, there was this super weird part of Disneyland for a while in California Adventure that was like 90s rave themed. Oh, yeah. Um, Which part? It was like it's this called the Ma- Mad Hatter. Adventure. It's called tea the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Ooh. And it was literally like 90s Southern California rave themed because it was, it was like, like neon weird purple. Alice in Wonderland and like lava lamps. And they had a no doubt cover band that was like, you know, the Gwen Stefani, the fake Gwen Stefani is Alice. And then the band oh is like my God. the Mad oh my Hatter. God. And the Did they just play Tragic Kingdom over and over yes. and over again? Yes. And then they also play like songs from now. But it was like, the perfect Southern California experience oh, in man. all ways. I remember uh, <laughs> in my early 20s, I dated a guy in a ska band. And uh, I'm sorry. And someone asked me, like, oh, what does he do? And I remember being like, oh, he's a percussionist. And they're like, he's a drummer. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like still embarrassed that I tried to make him. <laughs> Should we take a night call? Yeah, we could take a night call. We have not one about Catalina Island. Is that right? We do. Yes. Hi, night call. This is Matt. It's 12.06 a.m. In Chicago, prime nighttime hours, and I was just wondering what your guys' thoughts were on Catalina Island, especially since all of you have lived in Los Angeles at one point or another. Catalina is such a weird convergence of Hollywood history with the fact that there's so many buffalo roaming around from when they filmed westerns on the island as well as Haunted Ghosts, because also it was a place where Hollywood stars went to vacation. So I was just wondering what your guys' thoughts were on Catalina and all of the weird legends surrounding it. Thanks, and happy night, Colin. (laughs) So you're the way that guys have Haunted Ghosts. <laughs> Hi, ghost. We love you, Matt. Ooh, thank yeah, you, thank Matt. you so thank much you for, for that the call. call. That was um, the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just googled ghost stories for haunted Catalina. Uh, they guess I guess they have a lot of ghost tours on Catalina Island. I I didn't really know about that, but I I did go to Catalina once and found it to be kind of ghost town ish. Um, I don't know if there's a high season for Catalina Island, but whenever I went, it definitely was not that. Have we all been to Catalina? Yeah, Tess, have you been? Yeah, well, you didn't go. Oh yeah, you went on that. Yeah, we had to go on a school. retreat yeah, for school. Um, Molly did not go, and I remember Molly at the last minute didn't go, and I saw her like out of the bus window, and I was like, Molly, no, like, <laughs> Molly, you got to get on the bus, and she didn't. And then I like cried on the way to Catalina, and then it was like, I think that actually that may have been the retreat with the with the mosquitoes no you know what that was the next year at the colorado river where they were like hey there's like a bunch of mosquitoes and they bit they were biting people on the face and they were like should we go home and half the people were like please let's go home and half the people were like no it's important that we stay and i was like fuck these people but anyway yeah i went to catalina for that ali have you i went i went in uh in college with my boyfriend at the times family and uh i found porn in the woods there no i did yeah. find some porn in the woods we were like let's go for a hike and then there was just like a stash of like warped uh waterlogged porn in the forest catalina's weird because it's it's a legitimate desert island like and it's it is bizarre that 
you see these wild animals who are like, they were just kind of dumped there. Yeah. And they were like, I guess we'll make a go of it on this weird little island. Uh, I've been on both sides of Catalina. There's like the... Avalon is I've the fancy Avalon, side. Which is yeah. the fancy side, the tourist town. And then I went camping on the camping side, which is really cool. There's like a harbor. It's called like Shark Harbor or something. Uh, there's like a beach you can camp on. Uh, and you see buffalo and there are like beach foxes and stuff. And it's very... It's pretty cool. I got some hot gossip on the buffalo, though. Oh, please. They're on the pill. What? Contraceptive. Yeah. You fact check me, but yeah, biologists. Wait, so that they will die out or so that they won't overpopulate? So that they won't overpopulate. Because there are no natural predators on. Ah. Right. So I'm pretty sure that they're all popping the pill like a bunch of feminist ladies. That's crazy. Definitely Avalon feels super haunted because there is like a haunted ballroom yeah Ooh. there's a lot of art deco stuff and the fact that it is kind of like ghost towny most of the year i think summer is the big season but even then it's like there's some people that live on the island but mostly i think it's just people who work on the island yeah. and on the camping side it's even more there's like a town with like two things in it so i'm know. looking for stuff about ghosts there and some people i mean i guess obviously think that natalie wood haunts the beach right yeah right. i guess i never thought about like where that actually where yeah. that boat trip was yeah was i mean it, it was, really catalina i think it was off catalina they were they were boating around catalina has uh, christopher walken been back to catalina at all wasn't he involved wasn't he on the boat he was on the boat he's on the boat he knows something he, he maybe doesn't something. know anything they also say that scuba divers i guess there was like a mining tunnel around there at some point that collapsed and scuba divers have, have been said to have heard the screams of the miners who died in the collapsed tunnel they tend to find these really crazy sea serpents called oarfish out there because they're normally like in the deep sea and then when they start to die they just float up and they're like fuck i'm fucked and then they die on catalina so it's a, it is a dying ground it's a dying destination they also warfish <laughs> are like the coolest scariest looking thing like if you saw one of those on a beach. oh god oh yeah it looks like an alien yeah it is out. an alien how big are they they're just like, like they look like, long. like what they're crazy they're not um, and they're fish they're not serpents but people right. they to... look like a giant sea serpent yeah they and they're they have these crazy uh red spikes on like a mohawk it's very really but they come there to they float up they go there to die whoa that's fascinating (laughs) but where'd you find that out i you know there's a big preserved oarfish at the museum and i used to volunteer yeah oh yeah that's what i was gonna say there's a terrifying preserved one at the natural history museum oh yeah but i do feel like catalina's like has the ghosts of a lot of like post-war unreported sexual assault fueled by martinis you know what i mean like a bunch Mm. of hollywood creepiness right when you only share the space with a few buffalo then maybe your spirit comes through a little more strongly or something Uh, i mean it's also like all of those areas obviously have a very strong like hey this was native land and now right yeah it's not and yeah. That, and then we made it look like it just we just found it this way. Right. Like, just, and now there's a buco de beppo there, and you're like, okay, like yeah. a gelato shop, and you're like, whoops, yeah, messed mm. up this island also. Yeah. <laughs> we we just love talking about buco de beppo. Um, buco de beppo, please sponsor us. Um, giant meatball. Yeah. Hey guys, you want to take another night call? But this one's a night email. Yeah. Sure. Okay. It says night call about fears. Hello, night call ladies. My boyfriend has a fear of dolls, but I've been collecting them since I was a little girl. I only have three small ones in our current apartment. The rest have been stored at my mom's house until I have more room for them. 
My mom is in the process of moving, though, and I want to move my dolls into a soon-to-be-empty room of the apartment. My boyfriend <laughs> said no, but I have nowhere else for my creepy friends to go. What should I do with my ghoulish antiques? Oh, my God. I just heard a story from somebody who shall not be named um, about a Tinder date, I think, that um, wound up at, at the person's home. And uh, and you know after after welcoming the person inside, they they the, the first room they stepped into was the doll room, uh, oh, and it was <laughs> it was a first no. date, and they were kind of out somewhere sort of remote, I think, like you know Red Hook or whatever. So it was like, should I mm, take an expensive Uber or just try to stick this out? But I don't think they. I think they uh, stick it out. Left. And stay and become a doll. This email comes from Hannah with the porcelain dolls is how she wishes to be known. But wait, you're leaving out one detail at oh, the yeah, end of her email. A few of them are child-sized. Oh, <laughs> that was important to me. <laughs> and very, quote, endearing. Can't imagine why he wouldn't want to live with them. Oh, boy. I oh, mean, boy. the tone of this email is confusing to me because I can't tell if she is like it sounds almost like she's at a point of acceptance where she knows she does have to get rid of her ghoulish mm. antiques. Uh, Unless Nightcall tells her she doesn't have. To. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of self awareness in this, so I'm I'm wondering which way she wants to be steered. I mean, I'm not a person who's immediately put off by the idea of a lot of dolls, but I imagine that there are many people who are. So I guess you know your vibe attracts your tribe, etc. Um, <laughs> gonna attract her doll tracks (laughs) (laughs) is there anything that any of your significant others have owned that you're like "Mm, no put that away please and then there's also bobbleheads which i have referred to as dolls even though they are technically i mean i've been told they're technically not dolls they're bobbleheads and they say because my husband was bringing them home for our kids being like see look i'm just giving them to them to hang on to but they're still mine don't worry about it and then on the back of the bobbleheads, it's like, not a toy, not a, not for children, not a toy. Kids love bobbleheads. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I feel like one of the hardest things about combining living with somebody is being like, you can't just put your stuff wherever you want and do things like have weird collections necessarily. Uh, because if space is at a premium and you're like, this whole room is for the dolls. You can't have a whole room for anything. Yeah. I think. I mean, depends on where you live, I guess. I mean, even if you lived in a in a huge mansion. No, but I'm like, if you did live in a huge mansion and you lived alone, or you like owned the house and had roommates, and you were like, this room is where the dolls live, that would be fine. Would it? Would you live in a house that had a room for only dolls? No, but if I were a person who was into having dolls, like and had, you would expect your roommates to be okay with it. I mean, I, I feel like you wouldn't I'm... have roommates at that point if you live in a mansion. Look, I live alone in a mansion with my dolls. Yeah, okay. Well, here's the thing. If the dolls are haunted, they are roommates. That's true. Exactly. That's true. You have a commune. Yeah. Now get well, them wait. to pay rent. I have an idea. Yeah, let's Which is it. that, well, depending on your living situation, this is exactly why attics were invented. Oh, An yeah. attic is not a habitable room, right? Like, you can't live in an attic. Also, I totally thought you meant an addict as an addiction, like a... Oh, no. 
<laughs> I mean, but the, this is the thing about addicts, and I know this from my mom's story and her her childhood dolls in my grandma's attic, is that depending on where you live, they can really get fucked up in the attic. Like, the plastic can melt, the paint can get really degraded, it can be not so great yeah. for the preservation of your doll friends. So, I don't know if... I feel like basements are maybe a safer bet the thing is like if you have a room for dolls is that room for you to bring guests through and be like welcome to my doll room or is it for you at home alone to be like oh i've had a stressful day i'm gonna spend some time in the doll room well that's what i'm saying is i believe in the idea of like a personal room of like just things that make you feel you know whatever that means because like ali do you have any like weird science stuff in your home I have only weird science stuff in my home, but everything, it's all been, I have like microscopes and dead bugs and stuff. So, I mean, I have a dead bug collection that this that sailed right over my head when we were like, do your significant others collect anything gross? And I'm like, I have dead cicadas like on my wall. That is, but I have a leaf jewel in the bathroom. Do you? We'll discuss. Yes. It's <laughs> but I do feel like, number one, if you have a room for dolls, I feel like it's just like, like no calorie hoarding it's like splenda it's like hoarding but made with splenda yeah. where you're like okay but it's kind of hoarding. but isn't that all collecting yes kind yeah. of which is like you have to pick your battles and just you have to make sure that it doesn't get too far to where you're 60 and you're like i now have the doll home that's in a trailer in your backyard yeah have you guys but- ever seen the house on the rock no. no it's like a weird museum in somewhere wisconsin Okay. It's just all doll rooms. It's like a room full of like, yeah, it's in the Neil Gaming book. It's a, there's like a room of like carousel animals and a room of like, like player pianos. Tess is making unsubscribe. <laughs> this somehow came full circle to the goth conversation because um, an early pastime, me uh, having just come to LA and not knowing what to do and still being kind of a pseudo goth with my boyfriend at the time that I moved out with, we would drive around Los Angeles at night in his like falling apart Cadillac and listen a lot of times, oh, either to the Twin Peaks soundtrack or to the soundtrack from House on the Rock, which is just spooky organ music basically that (laughs) plays in the house. It's just like the player piano equivalent of of an organ basically. So Um, romantic. And that (laughs) that was our vibe. So... I guess I guess I am a goth at heart. I have another. I have two more ideas for to solve this problem really okay. quick. That yeah, I've been stewing over. Okay, I need we the need solutions to, too. We need solutions because we're just we're just hot takes on it. Well, I think one way to acknowledge that you don't need to preserve something in a physical way to like carry it with you is is there no way that you could make like a movie right about the dolls? Almost like you're just self-producing a documentary and then you have that story and you can sell the dolls or you can dig a hole (laughs) in your floor and put the dolls in a coffin down there. I was going to say doll graveyard. Doll graveyard. I have to say I'm more scared of burying dolls and having their angry spirits come back up than letting them live in peace on a shelf somewhere. Like I'd rather if the shelf was in the basement, but they were still out and in the air, I would feel an idea. What if you put them in storage, but first 
you take pictures of Yeah, you have to take them. pictures. Yeah. And then glamour you shots. Yeah. Put the glamour shots on the wall in the doll room, and then the doll room can still be a functional room. Yes, it's a doll gallery it's now. It's a doll gallery. Mm-hmm. I love you that. You can kind of treat it like Day of the Dead, but for dolls a little bit, like putting yeah. Doll of the Dead. Out. Yeah. Doll of and the Dead. And you capture their souls when you take the photograph. Ex- yeah, but you have to do it with an old-timey wind-up camera that takes yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. One of those cameras that shoots out a puff of smoke when you take the photograph. <laughs> Only. Or speaking of the puff of smoke and the fog at Not Scary Farm, we could tie this all together. You could pitch this as a pop up to Not Scary Farm with your dolls, and then they'd be out of the house for like maybe you could even say like half the year, yeah. store them there. I'm gonna say with one more idea, okay. you gotta find another boyfriend who is into mm. dolls. Yeah. Um, this is weirdly relevant, but I also interviewed Floria Sigismondi. Who's the director who sort of invented like haunted doll music videos? She made a Marilyn Manson video for the beautiful people that has some haunted dolls in it. I think she did White Orchid for White Stripes and uh, Fiona Apple's on the video. A lot of really good. Yeah, she's She's great. great. And she's like an adult goth, like a business adult goth. A business goth? You know, like she's so cool. And like uh, she made like a setting for the interview that had a lot of props from her home, and a lot of them were haunted dolls that she has and like you know dolls with the face half off and stuff and so i asked her at one point like are other people who come over or stay over like creeped out by the haunted dolls and she was like i don't find them creepy at all but yeah like other people do (laughs) like kids who sleep over sometimes find them a little scary you just yeah and molly you just flipped it for me like when it was a pastel doily like a country print curtain Mm -hmm. room i got very scared but when it turned into like a Rob Zombie, like yeah. uh, a, a adult goth type of a sitch. I'm now I'm down with it. So <laughs> yeah. I just now now it seems like ooh yeah like put up some deteriorating Victorian furniture in there too. Mm-hmm. Now it's cool. Oh, it's speaking of dolls, by the way, Molly found something very interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, related to last week's pod, which is the spooky doll that somebody sent us that they saw doing a real estate house call uh, <laughs> that they take photographs of houses. And they sent us this terrifying doll that they saw on a, in a bedroom. And it was a, oh. a goat's doll, G-O-Umla-T-Z. Oh. No. Okay. And so we looked up goat's dolls, and it turns out they were the original mold for American Girl dolls also. Yeah. So the first batch of, like, Kirsten's and Samantha's or whatever were all goat's dolls. And then as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, it looks just like, just yeah. like Kirsten uh, with scary red eyes. Guys, what a great night call. Yeah. This was so much fun. Thank you for coming by, Allie. Yeah, we wanted to say thank you so much, Allie, for coming by. And if you haven't, definitely check out Allie's podcast, Ologies. Yeah, check out Ologies. We'll Dologies. link to it. I gotta do a Dologies. Yeah, Dologies. yeah that's such a good idea. There, it does it exist? We'll, well we were talking about the Bunny Museum last time, which is kind of adjacent. <gasps> oh my god, I need um, to find a bunnyologist. Oh, yeah, I'll work on it. Give us a call at 240-46-NIGHT. Shoot us an email at nightcallpodcast at gmail.com or check out our Instagram at nightcallpodcast. Yes, check out our Twitter at nightcallpod and Facebook also at nightcallpodcast. And you can also text our phone number. You can send a text to 4046 night. We just found out. Yes. We got our first text and I was really excited about it. Nice. However you want to communicate. And also, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes if you like us to keep the pod going. And thanks again, Allie Ward. Loved it. Loved it. Loved being here. Thank you. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Yay.
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.